Welcome to Ask a Broker, Episode 5. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This is a show where Dustin Woodhouse and I answer your mortgage brokering questions. Whether you have questions on how to build your mortgage business, what mortgage terms should you select, basically anything to do with running your mortgage business, this is the show for you. Here's how it works. Go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash ask and record your question. If we answer your question on the show, we'll send you a sweet new I Love Mortgage Brokering t-shirt courtesy of Lindesk. Today on the show, Sarah Lussier asks, how do you fire a client? Do you even fire a client? What do you do with those difficult clients when you're obviously trying to feed your family, but also trying to keep your sanity? This is a great question, and I think you're going to love the answer. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Lendesk. Lendesk is a mortgage technology company based out of Vancouver that's built an origination platform specifically for Canadian brokers. Lendesk removes the headache of assembling an application with your client. Think of it as the ultimate CRM and deal management tool. They're pre-launch, but I'm helping them refine the platform, and I can tell you it looks awesome. If you'd like to get early access to Lendesk with me, sign up at Lendesk.com to stay in the loop. As for the cost, let's just say it's going to be an easy decision. This is going to be a game changer. Hey, Dustin, how's it going today? Not too bad, Scott. How are you? Good. Hey, tell me what's a little known fact about you. It's a challenging question. I think all the little known facts are spread across Facebook these days, but... Uh... I don't know. Little known fact: uh, a few times a year, I'm known to be spotted in the uh, skate park on my board, still attempting to look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, I grew up in the military and went to seven different schools from K to twelve, so maybe that's why I have a short attention span. So <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So today we have Sarah who asked a question about uh, when to fire a client or should you fire a client? So we'll tee up that question and then I'm going to get you to jump into it. And then I'll, uh, put my two bits. I've given some thought to this and actually recently had to let a client go. So this will have a listen and then we'll jump in. Sounds good. Hi there. My name is Sarah Lucier from impact mortgages. My question is how do you fire a difficult or unruly client or would you fire them at all? I'm a newer broker, so any business I can get, I want to grab onto. At the same time, I've already run across someone extremely difficult to deal with, and I'm just not sure where that line is or where it needs to be drawn. Thanks. So what do you think, Dustin? What's your sort of take on firing a client or not firing a client? How do you do it if you have to do it? Well, let's look at it in two stages. So there's filtering the clients out before they even get into your hands, uh, which is something that is difficult to do in the early days because you're so inclined to just say yes to every single person who phones you for any kind of mortgage at all. You know, yes, I'll finance that uh, float home, right? And then you chase the float home financing for hours and hours to find out that you can't do it. Um, But you know, like I say, putting some filters in place up front uh, does a good job. One one filter that I use, uh, and beneficial filters, things that are a win-win, um, is my documents list. Right? I put a very, very detailed documents list um, in front of a client uh, via email, typically at the end of a, an initial phone call. And if in that opening phone call, I get the sense that this is potentially going to be a challenging person, then I don't pull any punches on the documents list. I ask for everything that I have ever been asked for on a file, basically. And a lot of times that will help people self-select out of the process. 
And if it doesn't, well, hey, at least you've got every single possible document to help get the file done. Because again, if they're a difficult or a challenging person to deal with, you know that going back and asking for just one more document is going to be part of the problem, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be a conflict zone. So like I say, it's a win-win because it, it either filters that person out or at least you've eliminated a number of uh, potential stress points in the process. Um, but like I say, I mean, in those early days, for sure, you just say yes to everyone and you're trying to make it easy to do business with you and you bend over, you know, backwards and frontwards and left and right just to do anything that needs to be done. And at points, you start to feel a little bit like, you know, the, the whipping boy in some cases where they're just relentlessly unpleasant to work with. And I've fired a few clients over the years. Um, for me, non-negotiable firing offenses are use of profanity. You know, if somebody calls me a name or swears at me, you know, at me personally, uh, which has only ever happened twice in probably more than 2,000 plus applicants, um, we're done. That That's it. That's a showstopper. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people who just can't control their emotions very well are not people that I want to work with. And, uh, and I literally, that's how I say it. I don't want to place you with a lender partner that I work with, because if you're behaving in this way to me, you will behave this way to representatives of that lender with whom I work every day and will continue to have to work. Certainly any disrespect to anybody else in the process, anyone who's a part of my team. So if they're interacting with a conveyancer or they're interacting with an appraiser in an offensive way, and again, I've had a couple instances of each of those, we're done. You know, I'll, I'll pull the pin on a, even on a completed file. You know, and, and you need to do that, right? Because the conveyancer, the appraiser, when they understand that you've fired that client and you've basically given up that income, but you've done it, you know, for a good reason, it goes a long ways. Because again, who are you working with on a day-to-day -day basis? The conveyancer, the appraiser, or that client? That client's in your life for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And they could blow a hole in your business that could, you know, have ramifications for years afterward. Because you are being associated with that person. So same with the branch signing. I mean, I've had a client lose it in the branch signing. And basically, I made them pick the phone up and call and apologize to the person. Or they were going to have to go find someone else to process their file with, you know, three or four days to spare. It was a little bit unfair, but. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. They, they kind of deserved it. So then, okay. You, there's two parts to that. You said the first part was you've got the screening process and then if they push you. So what about though you get into the, sure you have paperwork, but the person is disrespectful. They're rude, demanding. So you, you're just like, I, you feel icky. Like I've, I've had a this situation happen recently. What do you, how do you handle that? Well, I mean, as I say, again, the, the two things to keep top of mind. Number one, like travels with like. So if you keep working with this person, you're bound to wind up working with other people like them. So is that what you want?
right? I mean, it's, it gets easier to let these people go when you realize they're going to bring you 10 more people like them over the years. Number two is you are the professional in the equation. When, you know, I've had clients challenge me on all kinds of documents, you know, blacking out their NOAs, uh, like, you know, blacking out all kinds of uh, dollar amounts, SIN number, their name, <laughs> like right. completely redacting the document like they're part of the CIA or something. And they just say, well, that's a deal breaker. And, and they, they get really blunt about it. And like I say, you have to maintain the power dynamic. You're the professional. You're the broker. You know how to get this process done. And yes, you want to make it easy for the client to a point. And so, as I say, if they're pushing back constantly on things, you just you sort of have to put them in their place. You sort of have to say, you know, forgive me if I rub you the wrong way when I say this, but I'm the licensed professional in this. I know what I'm doing. I know what is required, and I'm not the one making these rules up. In fact, the federal government made these rules up. So if you're having challenges with a part of the process, you know, that is you writing a letter to your MLA. You know, like take your frustrations out on somebody who has power to change the process. Mm -hmm. I'm the middle person, right? I mean, I'm, I'm in the, in the middle. I'm communicating to you that the people who have the hundreds of thousands of dollars have these requirements to release the hundreds of thousands of dollars to you. And if you don't want to meet those requirements, that's fine. You'll have to find somebody else to work with. And, uh, and a lot of times when you push back, it's amazing how these people suddenly get in line. Most of the time they do. I remember one time I had a client and it was a parent that was co-signing and I don't know that he really wanted to, but his son kind of, you know, leveraged him into it. And, but I, and I explained the, that he was on the hook for the debt and if you, the son missed any payments and he was sitting across from me and we were doing the signing and his arms were crossed and he just looked angry. And I'm like, this just, I'm like, I don't like this. So I just, I literally challenged him on it. I said, you know, I said, you seem, and his wife was uncomfortable because she knew that he was angry. And I said, you just seem kind of angry. Is there something you need to say to me? And then, um, by challenge, he's like, well, you know, I just kind of thought that I didn't need to have to. And I'm like, well, unfortunately this is how it works. You don't have to do it. I'm totally happy to cancel this. And then he completely did a 180 and I became his buddy. And, but if I didn't challenge him on his kind of rude behavior, he just would have, he would have continued to be a bully. And, and so sometimes, and you do have to let, you know, if you love something, let it go. Just sometimes you let people walk. You're just like, sorry, we're just not a good fit and, and move on. Right. But you make an excellent point there, Scott, that, you know, what does everybody want most in this world? They want to be heard. And, and so that's maybe the, uh, the flip side to this whole, when do I fire my client thing? I mean, I'm, I'm almost the wrong person to ask because I spent a lot of years never firing anybody, laying down and taking all kinds of abuse. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, and, and it, as I say, I mean, abuse anybody in my orbit and you're done. Um, but I would take massive levels of abuse. And my justification was this person's in my life for two weeks. They're taking up 10 hours of my life and I'm getting paid what? A hundred, 150, 200, $250 per hour. You know, I'll take the abuse. And again, you must never forget that all of our clients are under moderate to extreme levels of stress. You know, I had a client yesterday that we were going back and forth on challenging issue on his credit bureau. 
And I said, look, I understand that this is frustrating for you. And I said, no doubt, you have 10 other things in your life that are stressing you out as well. And this just seems ridiculous, uh, you know, that you had this missed mortgage payment in 2010 and it's coming back to haunt you now. And as it turned out, there was no missed mortgage payment, which really compounded the problem. The credit union wrote a letter and fixed it for him. But in that conversation, it came out that his father is battling cancer right now. Mm -hmm. So when people are jerks to you, a lot of times it's all just a manifestation of other things. You know, they, they, pregnant with twins that they weren't expecting or you know or there's a complicated pregnancy or there's a family illness or you know but there's relationship stress and and, and as we all know i mean if we think about our own experiences buying and selling like there's all kinds of stressors through that process right who's organizing all of the moving you know who's who's getting a handle on hydro the phone and there, there's so much to do and the majority of people are not up to the task, right, of getting every single thing done. And they're convinced that they're missing things. So they just wind up extremely stressed and a lot of times short and snippy. And, you know, I think our job to a large extent is accepting that we're going to deal with stressed out people mm -hmm. and, tol and tolerating a fair bit of their abuse. And, you know, my office, as I've mentioned, is in a lawyer's office. And so that tends to be when I meet a lot of my clients, often for the first time. And it's really interesting, the ones who've gone through the most stressful experience, you know, the six different bank accounts of down payment, documentation, everything else. And like you think they're hating you and they never want to see your face. Mm -hmm. And then you walk out into that waiting room and see them. And it's a total game changer because... That's all behind them now. Now they're signing. They own the house. You know, the financing is complete. And like they all, it's almost like they shed all of that and forget it. And they're like different people. It's like I was dealing with Mr. Hyde, but oh, you're Dr. Jekyll. Like, how nice to meet you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how that plays out too. So if you can get to the end of the transaction, a lot of times they do become different people. Mm hmm. It kind of reminds me of, you know, if there's, let's say you're heading somewhere and you're late and you're in a, you're kind of driving a little bit like a jerk and you justify it because you're like, well, I've, you know, I'm, I'm late for my kid's thing or something. But when we see someone else who's, you know, driving maybe a little bit too aggressively, we're like, what, a, you know, we just get, we're like, how can that person possibly be so ignorant? But we don't actually realize what's going on in their life. Exactly. So, uh, but I, so recently I had a situation where I have a, a, someone that had referred me some clients and all the clients honestly were very challenging and demanding and just not like, not, not awesome to work with. And so, um, I had found a solution. The rate was not great. And I just, instead of, you know, putting in the extra, and it, it was a very low percentage file, in my opinion, it was like a 10% chance it was going to get done. I just quoted her a high rate and said, you know, and she came back and I'm like, I just wouldn't budge on that rate. And, and kind of solved it that way instead of, I don't have a problem like confronting people, but I felt like in this case, I didn't want to, you know, just say, Hey, by the way, I, I just don't want to work with you because so I just, I made it not work. And I know that there's a possibility, like we had talked about, um, about, you know, some saying, people saying, well, what about, you know, his, he wasn't very good at getting me a good rate, but I honestly don't really want to work with her referrals either because they're kind of a lot, very similar. And I'd rather spend that limited energy on, people that I enjoy working with. Yeah. And you know what? You, you touch on another issue there too. If you, if you look back at the last 
50 clients you worked with or the last 10 clients you worked with, just I'm speaking to every broker out there, the ones who you did the least for, you didn't prepay an appraisal, you didn't credit legal fees, you, you, you didn't even cover house cleaning or a box of chocolates at completion, you didn't buy down the rate, you, did, you just did your job. You know, most people are expected to, for some reason, we're expected to do something different in our role. Um, but that's all you did. You just did your job. You did it well. Those people love you. They're so happy with you. They're referring you. Everything's wonderful. And then if you look at that file that you bought down the radon, covered the appraisal, chipped in on the legals, you know, bent over backwards and, you know, sent them a house cleaner and just did everything. Gave them a back the rub. Exactly. Exactly. Those people, a lot of the time, they're still grumpy. Yeah. You know, nope. and and that's because you can't fix grumpy by giving grumpy money. You know, it, it's not, that's not the solution. Right. Well, I think, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say on this, on this topic? I think we've beat this one to death, haven't we? Yeah. Thanks, Sarah, for the question. And you'll get your shirt in the mail. And anybody who's listening to this, if you've got a question you want to throw at us, we'd love to have it. Thanks to Lendesk for sponsoring this show and sending out the shirts. Go to askabroker.ca or ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash ask and record your question. 